It's the Hive Sports Podcast, bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. Visit us at thehivesports.com. Against Gobert, puts his shoulder down, rolls inside, try to slam it home, and Rudy said, not tonight! John Beck is on the run, he throws behind him, it is, cut for the touchdown! Merrill for the lead, he's got it! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Real Salt Lake podcast here at the Hive Sports. I am Ethan Kershaw, joined alongside with Alex Mauer, here to bring you all things Real Salt Lake for this crazy, crazy week of things that were happening for the team. Lots of stuff to get into, but first of all, Alex, how's it going? Dude, I'm doing great. I was you mentioned I was able to go to the Seattle game, so I'm buzzing just a little bit just a little bit i'd say <laughs> yeah um props to you man for the commitment that's awesome that you got to go out there and uh i mean you know obviously helps the podcast even a little bit more but i i know that selfishly you, you definitely wanted to get out there so that must have been <laughs> a really cool experience for you so so props for that um like yeah, it was my first rsl away game so if there was ever 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 a time to go to a first away game? Wow. Yeah, I've been to other MLS stadiums around the league, but never for an RSL away match. So this was this was the first, and it was definitely the best so far. I've been to one away match for Real Salt Lake as well, and it was in LA against the Galaxy, and Zlatan scored like two goals right in front of us. So that was cool, but I mean, man, I, uh, I'm i jealous of you. I would have taken that Seattle game over any other away game for Real Salt Lake. Other than it was the pretty MLS sweet. Cup, but it was pretty sweet. That's dope. Awesome. Um, hey, before we jump on into the video, though, if you aren't already, make sure to follow The Hive Sports. Find them at The Hive Sports on Twitter. Um, they're pumping out a lot of awesome sports content, not just for Real Salt Lake, but for all things, all teams in Utah. Also, be sure to follow me at Ethan Kershaw 9 on Twitter and follow Alex at Alex Mauer on Twitter as well. Um, let us know of any changes you want to see in this podcast, any questions that you want us to ask players. Um, any new segments or anything, we're, we're all ears, we're all open. So uh, just let us know and we will go ahead and, uh, and work on those things. So um, yeah, we also got said, some, we also got some nice DMs about the podcast and I appreciate oh, that. Yeah. That felt really good. I'm not going to lie. So thank you for that. If that was you, you know who you are. Um, I'm just going to, do you mind if I go ahead and just shout them out? Like, yeah, go for it, I guess. Uh, what was it? It was Howie. I can't remember his last name. Sorry. Howie, yeah, Howie but, um, Smith, I believe. Howie Smith. Number yep, one Howie fan Smith. of the pod. Thank you, Howie, for listening. We really appreciate it and uh, appreciate all the support. And, um, you know, RSL Bob. Um, cannot forget RSL Bob. That guy's been a <laughs> yeah, loyal absolutely. listener since day one. And absolutely. so, um, just, you know, shout out to you guys. Uh, go ahead and, you know, hit us up on Twitter and we'll go ahead and shout your name out on the on the pod. I don't think we have too many people listening, but thank you for those that do. <laughs> <laughs> so we're starting um, small we're a yeah, small market yeah. podcast hey man you know that's, that's how the jazz started and look at them now so look at them now <laughs> absolutely but hey um let's go ahead and jump on into the the video today got a lot of things the video to talk about. A lot of, or sorry the audio jeez yeah we're not we're not doing a youtube video not I right gonna now i was gonna say i was came unprepared if that were the case <laughs> <laughs> um let's go ahead and jump on in the episode though there's a lot of things to cover today Let's go ahead and first start out with um, where we left off, I guess, at the end of our, our last episode. And we were talking about getting prepped for the, the Seattle game. We're ready for it. And then news broke pretty early, just, just before the game, that Albert Rusnak was not going to be available in this one with a positive COVID test. What were your immediate feelings when that happened, Alex? 
Um, my immediate feelings took me back to sixth grade when a girl in my class had perfect attendance for the whole year and wasn't there to accept her award. She was absent that one day. And for the MLS <laughs> leader in minutes played to miss the fight, like the playoff match for our season, um, that, you know, very possibly couldn't have even happened, felt exactly as I felt in that moment. I, I saw the news come up on my way to the stadium that Albert was out. And I just kind of couldn't believe it. I mean, he's been there literally all year for us. So it was it was shocking and kind of a huge bummer and definitely played into the tactics for our game. But yeah, just the initial shock of it all um, kind of felt like I wasted a lot of money to go to Seattle. But, <laughs> but jokes on them because we made it yeah. through. But, but yeah, it was just kind of a shock. And, you know, then to see that he's going to be out even through this SKC match, it's a huge bummer. Um, but yeah, shout out the soapbox for getting that news out there quick and shout out the team for keeping it such a good secret because it genuinely seemed like maybe the Sounders weren't ready for that because I think we were all very surprised that Albert was not present for that match. Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, I felt like it was devastating. I honestly felt like, Oh, well, here's a whole, the Real Salt Lake has dug themselves into a little bit deeper, and it's going to be really, really hard to get out of. We're already facing a team in Seattle. Like, let's just make matters worse and take Albert Rusnag, one of our best players, out of the equation. And so I was super worried about it as well. Um, also should mention, before we jump on into the Seattle game, that Rubio Rubin, our very own Rubio Rubin, won goal of the year with his amazing bicycle kick goal. Uh, it was a fan vote. Really surprising, I think, for me at least, that Rubio Rubin won out. And you even posted, hey, you know what? Rubio Rubin winning the goal of the year. That's a good omen for this game against Seattle. Yeah, we don't win a lot of fan votes. Um, Mm -hmm. It's been a very long time since we've won fan votes. Yeah. Um, And as it was pointed out to me on Twitter, we used to win them all the time until MLS added a CAPTCHA that you had to get by (laughs) to make votes. So maybe there was some uh, fudging of the numbers in the past. But yeah, it was, I mean, I'm glad he got that award he deserved it it was an awesome goal that made me feel awesome when i saw it happen uh but didn't we go on to lose that game against san jose probably didn't wando score too late i think that, that was sounds the right game, yep. which like it is a bummer to have to look back at that goal and know we would go on to lose that game because we should have won it but yeah it was a great goal and i'm super happy for rubio rubin and hopefully right. he bags a lot more of those in the future for us hopefully yeah man and who cares we're, we're in the playoffs anyway so exactly uh, yeah, whatever you're right. whatever about that game but, but, you know, that was, that was a fantastic goal. And you're like, hey, that's a good omen. And then all of a sudden, Rusnak's out with COVID. And we're like, oh, like, this might not be so good. So, jumping on into that Seattle game. Obviously, you were there for it. Um, if you haven't watched the game, please go back and watch it. Oh, sorry. One thing real quick before we jump into that. I want to just make a statement on goal of the year. I thought it was a great goal by Rubin. I'm happy he got the award. But... In my honest opinion, unbiased opinion, Jacob Glesnes from Philadelphia Union or Jimmy Madronda from the Seattle Sounders, one of those two deserve the goal of the year because if you watch the nominees and their goals, technically perfect goals, like just absolutely wow. bang on perfect. And you're saying Rubin's isn't? Uh, Rubin's, Rubin's was. Rubin's was, and it was fantastic. But have you, did you, you heard see it Jacob here first? You think. Hey, Rubio Rubin's goal was not technically perfect. Uh, no, I didn't. I did not wow. say that. You're that's you're on par with saying we putting, should bench our best yeah. player, Demir Krylock. Hey, man, you're putting words in my <laughs> mouth. Okay, that that was a technically perfect goal. But have you? Did you see Jacob Glesnes' goal from the nominees? I don't know if you remember it. 
Which one was it? So he's a defender, first of all. So he got the ball farther out, and it was, my guesstimation, at least 30 yards out. And he just – he fires an absolute rocket, and the ball is hit so hard and with so much pace that it literally – it just from, from ground, from liftoff, goes up and just – Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it I think it, it was now. like 70 miles per hour – just bounces off the top bar and in. Like okay, yeah, that yeah, I'm looking. That's not Ruby. That's not as good as a bike off the chest. No. Okay. Okay. Well, Ruby deserved if you, it. If you want to do it now or later, Jimmy Madrondo's goal I thought was really good too. I believe he takes that on the volley and it's got some really nice curve and goes in. But you know, I mean, say what you want. That was, RSL that was just my personal wins a fan opinion. vote. You're trying to discount it. <laughs> hey man, my personal opinion. You know, what? after I posted that comment on the MLS page, guess you liked my comment. Jimmy Madronda. Jimmy Madronda himself. Okay, so I'm happy with so that. So you're biased. Least, but... You're just trying to you're just trying to feel like a celebrity. You're trying to feel like a real hashtag journalist. Hey man, whatever works. Whatever works, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's go ahead and jump on to the Seattle game. Crazy game, obviously. As you know, if you haven't seen the game, please go back and watch it. Uh maybe at least at least watch the game after 120 minutes is over. Um you didn't yeah, miss a whole ton. That might Real be Salt Lake, they had zero shots in the entire game, and then Seattle had 20 shots, so um, very big contrast. I would say the biggest chance of the game throughout regulation was Joao Paulo's volley shot, where he bounced it off the top crossbar. Um, that was a fantastic shot, and I was really scared of that at that moment that it was going to go in, but thankfully it didn't. Real Salt Lake would go on to bring this game into penalties, and then I'll, I'll let you take it away, Alex. What happened in penalties? Yeah, so there were, frankly, really good penalties from both sides. Everybody yeah. made theirs. Paulo Ruiz missed his first one. It comes back for a VAR check. Um, just a little reminder, if the referee draws the box, that means the call has changed. I was cheering like three seconds before everyone else because I knew that it was coming back. And I just felt really awkward and out of place. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> Pablo gets to take it again, puts it on the same right side nails it and then we hear a little story come out this week that justin miram was poised to take the sixth go-ahead winning go uh, pk but he hands yep. it off to justin glad so he could have his homegrown hero moment and that to me well you know obviously justin would go on to make the pk we'd scream and shout we chained zero shots on the way out it was awesome but that to <laughs> me is like the biggest takeaway from this game i think that's awesome i'm getting caught up in the hashtag narratives but it was so cool to see it's not even really a club legend. You know, Justin Mir has been here a few years. He's done, he's put in some good time, but not, not, he's not like an RSL guy through and through. So it was cool to see him in that moment, recognize how big that would be for Justin and the fan base and to give it up and see glad drill it, go off both posts. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was like one of the best RSL playoff games I can remember. It was so fun. And to beat Seattle in Seattle, a place, you know, historically, that's incredibly difficult to win after just coming off a game in Kansas city, beating Kansas city in such dramatic fashion. Like every it's just, it's fun. This season from the get go was never supposed to be this fun. And we are allowed to have this fun. And I'm so happy for us and happy for all the players too. seeing their celebrations was awesome. But yeah, like you, you take away a hundred of defensive soccer and we, we won on PKs. Let's go. That's how Seattle won an MLS Cup. That's how we won an MLS Cup. It happens. Get over it, salty Seattle fans. It's fine. <laughs> I'm so there happy, were a lot man. of them. There were a lot of them. It was it was pretty good <laughs> back and forth the whole game. Uh, but I don't think they ever actually expected to lose. So and yeah. I don't think genuinely a lot of us expected to actually win, especially after the Albert news. So it was 
it was it was awesome it was really awesome i think the biggest takeaway for me for the game itself outside of the you know kind of theatrics of it is that we can take this game plan and we can go win in kansas city Mm -hmm. maybe i'm getting ahead of myself but Seattle with their 20, 21 shots, whatever. They only had three on target and maybe one that was actually testing David Ochoa. There was one good save off a corner that fell right to him. And then the other one off the post. But outside of that, Seattle didn't really create that much. They had a ton of corners, uh, but they were all very well defended. None of them, you know, were too scrambly or anything like that. And their best players were largely neutralized, uh, got through that one, throughout the whole game. So I don't think there's Mm -hmm. anything we can't do in Kansas City that we didn't do in Seattle that worked for us. So obviously, you know, you'd want to get at least a shot. But it it gets me really excited for Kansas City. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I know. I agree. That night was a. It was a super late game, so I was up super. Everyone was up super late, but man, I can tell you right now, I slept like a baby that night because <laughs> I was. I was so happy. I was buzzing. I did not expect Real Salt Lake to get to this point. I'm. I'm on. If, if I'm being honest, you know, we even heard Tom Hackett in his interview with Elliot Fall say, you know, it's likely that your team won't pass this first round. And Elliot Fall says, "You hear that, everyone? Tom from KSL doesn't believe in us." Like, yeah, absolutely. I just. I. I, I was shocked. I was waiting through the entire game for my heart to just break. Because I was holding on to a little bit of hope. I was like, man, there's a possibility that we can do this. But I was just waiting for the moment where Real Salt Lake would, would just break my heart. Seattle would score. We wouldn't be able to come back from it. Game over. And it never happened. And then it got it the penalties. And I'm like, dude, there's a, there's a chance right now. Like, there's a chance we could actually win this game. So, um yeah, just incredible effort. I will say, too, there was another chance from Seattle. I'm not sure if it was um, Sissoko or Yamar that had a header that was, like, right in front of goal. And it went straight to David Ochoa. Like, yeah, if that I shot I'm thinking of. if that shot had been any more to, like, the left where, like, David was right in it. front of, I, I don't know, man. I David don't know. It, it. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a hard shot, but it was straight at, at Ochoa. And he was pretty wide open. He got his, his head on the ball completely. And so that was another point where I was worried too. But um, let's, let's, let's recognize, man, the defenders in this game. Like the defenders throughout the entire season, there have been these massive, massive mistakes from the back line, giving up the ball, holding on for it too long, trying to play out of the back and it doesn't work for some reason or another. They lose the ball and the other team scores. The last two games – we have shut out opponents defensively. Like it has been a complete 180 from what we saw the the last couple of games before the last two games. We were just giving up goals like crazy, and now teams can't score against us. I have to say that it's going to be. I, I've I've got to attribute a lot of it to the formation change, going back from the five in the back to a four in the back formation. For some reason, this just works better. I think for us defensively. Yeah, um, and it helps us hold our shape. I think a lot better. Um, but you don't have so much pressure with just having three center backs on the back, having to drop back as much. And I felt like the right wing back and left wing back positions were were always trying to get forward, but then stressed to you know, oh, I got to get back now. And we were just always out of position. It was kind of a mess. It did allow us to score more goals, but we were out of position a little bit more. I think this formation really works, really helps us. And for this game, like you said, you know. Gives us hope going into the next game against SKC. This week, 
I wasn't going to say anything on Twitter because I didn't want to have any of those Seattle folk listening and then tip off the team <laughs> or anything. I don't know. Maybe that was just me being my paranoid self. But Demir Krylock in a media session throughout this last week said, we're going to be implementing a game plan that is very similar against Seattle as the same kind of game plan that we implemented against SKC. And um, we saw it. We saw it locked down defensively um, and, you know, and held their own the entire game and mistake free. And that's how you do it. Um, Justin Glad, Marcelo Silva, and Aaron Herrera all putting away goals or, or penalties, I guess I should say, to, uh, to help us win this game. And so that penalty order, a little strange, really worried me. But, dude, they got it done. They got it yeah. done and we got the win. Yeah, and I want to just hint on a little bit more of the defense. For, for all you said, I completely agree. But one thing I don't want to miss is that I don't ever want to hear another bad word about Marcelo Silva I think ever, because he came off of about a two-month layoff from injury, hops right back into the starting 11 in a must-win game against Kansas City, helps us pitch a shutout, comes back and does it again against Seattle. So, yeah, I think a lot of it is due to the formation change and kind of just a little bit easier organizational stuff back there, but Marcelo Silva has been incredible through two games. He has been so, 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 so very good. He had a one little lapse against Seattle where he got caught out of position up too high just a little bit and they played in through behind him but other than that I think he has been our most influential player maybe in Mm -hmm. two games that we've had to suffer through a lot of attacks he's been really good and next to him a guy that gets benched very commonly throughout his career in big games Justin Glad has come up huge in these last two games yep so for those two to be gelling at this perfect moment for us could not be any better for the team because we are going to have to rely on our defense to get us through these games we're very likely going to have to go another 30 minutes and maybe penalties in Kansas City if we want to get through so those guys are going to have to be solid and they have been and so I just wanted to kind of dap them up a little bit because they have been probably our two best players through the last two games I mean Dami obviously scores the goal and we all love to see that in Kansas City but those two I think have done so much good dirty work that they need to be rewarded for it because they've looked great you are calling for no more hate talk against marcelo silva let's ever say, again let's ever say again. i've been a big marcelo guy wait a, for a sec long wait a sec wait a sec hold on what about what if next game let's just say he gives away the ball that leads to the game winning goal he won't he won't he won't don't you talk i'm just like saying that. he'll I'm be just fine. saying what if it, it would it wouldn't be out of the realm of Marcelo possibilities, but I that's true. What he's he I feel he's one of those guys that just kind of comes in, does a great job, and he'll make a mistake and he just gets torched by the fan base. It's yeah. kind of the Damar Phillips sickness that this fan base has. <laughs> or the Sunday Stefan Obeyon. Like they would <laughs> they would have these solid games, they were good pieces, but like one mistake would just get them torched and it would be, oh, they're always always a accident waiting to happen or something like that or the it just it just drove me crazy he's i think he's just one of those guys that for whatever reason the, the fan base is never like attached to themselves to but they should because he's had two great yeah. games okay but I've, well, I've ranted too long on marcelo silva well i will join you in that no more hate for marcelo marcelo silva everybody give the man the respect he deserves because he's been fantastic as of late and it's helped real really get through these tough challenges. Um, also, let's not forget to mention, I mean, I know Justin Glad scored the game-winning penalty, but that wouldn't have been the game-winning penalty if David Ochoa had not saved the Absolutely. sixth penalty. That was a fantastic save. Um, he said in the post-game presser that he just relies on his instincts on which way to go, and we saw him go to, what was it, the left side, I think? His left. Yeah, he, right. dove to, 
No, he dove to his right on Kellen okay. Rose. Kellen his Rose right. shot left. Yeah, yeah, on Kellen Rose shot. But all the other shots. RSL legend, Kellen Rose. <laughs> but on all the other shots, he dove to the left, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I the shots were, were generally to the to the left of the player, to the right of Ochoa, and he missed a lot of them. But props to him to, to go to the right on that one, to fill it out, and um, just instinctively go the right way. And it wasn't a fantastic penalty by Kellen Rowe by any means. But, I mean, you know, props to Ochoa for saving that. He, he said that, you know, a lot of the Seattle fans throughout this game were talking a lot of crap to him, and He's like, you know, it felt it felt really good to shut him up. And if you go yeah. through and you find the video of him after the game, he's shushing the Seattle fans as he's leaving. I mean, there's no bolder guy in the MLS that you will find than David Ochoa. Like, that dude is, yeah, he's got the label of a villain, but he just doesn't care. Like, he just, yep, he, he's, he's, a, he's a confident dude. He just doesn't care. Yeah, if there's one thing I learned from being in the stands, it's that I'm going to hate watching Ochoa play for Mexico. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. hate it yep. so much because he's so good at all of the little intangible uh, dark arts, as Dunny calls yep. him. He's <laughs> like he had the fans from about minute one up in arms. They were all mimicking his little exaggerated callback, hands in the air every time he took a goal kick. Um, he got the loudest boos out of anybody by far, but he backed it up with his play. I mean, yep. he didn't he didn't concede a goal. He guesses right on a penalty, unlike Stefan Fry, and he gets us the win in the end. So it's it's so fun to watch him be that confident because we've seen it when he when he fails too. It's not like yeah. he's infallible. I mean, what did San Jose drop four goals on us or something like that? Like it's yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you're gonna be the guy that gets targeted for some of that. You know, mm-hmm. if you can't dish it out when you're losing, you better not be dishing out when you're winning. So, yeah, but he's proven he can kind of bounce back from that, even when he does make mistakes. So. I think it's great entertainment. I think a lot of the Seattle fans knew it was great entertainment too, despite how frustrating it might've been in the moment. Right. But yeah, that was awesome. And I'm excited to see him do all of it and more against Kansas city, but I am genuinely worried about yellow card accumulation for him. Yeah. That's not a a joke. Like seriously, if he gets one against Kansas city, is he not out in the next game? I think isn't it two within two legs. I can't remember. They might've changed the rule. I think I saw something about that, but regardless when he got that, yellow card i think in the first half everyone in the stadium knew he was gonna waste so much time because the referee was never gonna have the guts to actually send him off for time wasting so it's kind of like an ingenious move to get one early and then just know that i mean you're pushing you know you're pushing the line maybe you get a ref on a bad day who feels like it but it was so because like you just knew as soon as he got it he was never gonna get sent off so he was just like at one point he tries a little rainbow flick when getting the ball from out of bounds it was was hilarious it was awesome i love having a personality like that again because i went to the game with my brother who's not a big rsl fan not a big soccer fan and he came away from the game knowing david ochoa's name and thinking he was just the funniest dude in the world because it is so hilarious what he does because it's so blatant too he doesn't even try to hide it and i just love it so much yeah david ochoa sneaky genius there for you and um you know what last thing that i will say about this game um just to kind of wrap it all up. Obviously, fantastic masterpiece defensively. Substitutions were made at good times. Justin Merrim coming in, Anderson Julio coming in later. Um, I thought that those were very well-timed substitutions. Um, pretty happy about the subs for the first time, I think, in a while. Yeah. And then um, that Justin Glad penalty, I don't know about you, man, but when he shot it, I thought for like two seconds that he might have missed it because he shot it. Stefan Fry pushed it onto the post and then it pounced in. 
yell at the other <laughs> post. You can hear it in the stadium when I, I took my video of the penalty, and you can hear all the RSL <laughs> fans kind of groan. And then it hits the other post and goes in, and ah, it's great. yeah, yeah. That was that was a scary moment. So um, yeah, fantastic game, exciting, um, just everything you you didn't want and then did want as a Real yeah. fan, I guess you could say. Yeah, if so, there's one, if there's one negative I want to get to, not to harp everybody or bring it down, but Jonathan right. Menendez was silent this game. Yeah, He did not true. have a good match. He did not open things up for his fullback coming forward. That would be if I was, you know, I don't want to get ahead of our SKC preview, but if there's one guy I might switch out from this Seattle game, it might be Menendez because he just wasn't clicking on the wing. I don't know no, what you do going forward yeah. if it's if it's you know I don't think Merrim starts I don't think you want to start Anderson either so I don't know what we I don't know what the easy answer is there especially without Albert but that would just be my my last little takeaway from this Seattle game is that I think we need to see more out of Menendez because he lost the ball too often and was good defensively yeah. to get back but other than that I think there was not a whole lot of bright side. That's a fantastic take and you know what we're we're almost there anyway so let's go ahead and just jump on into the, let's the do preview. It. For the Sporting Kansas City game, we have a, a, a good kind of preview to look at. And that was, you know, the game before Seattle against Sporting Kansas City Absolutely. in Kansas City. Um, Real Salt Lake ends up putting that game 1-0. I will say one thing is that Sporting Kansas City was definitely not at full strength in that game. At least in the attack, they didn't have guys like Johnny Russell. Um, they had Alan Pulido, I think, on the bench. Um, I actually think Johnny Russell was on the bench. Alan Pulido wasn't on the bench. Yeah, Johnny um, and, Russell didn't come into the game, though. Yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah, he subbed wasn't into the, the game. Um, but you know what? That's going to make a huge difference. Johnny Russell is one of the best players in the MLS, and so um, that'll be a, a pretty big hurdle to overcome. We just, you know, obviously faced Seattle and took down a lot of their players that were great. But they get they got Johnny Russell back. Um, I have heard whispers and rumors that Alan Pulido should also be back in the starting lineup at striker. So they're going to have kind of their big three, I guess you could say, up top with Salloway, Pulido and Johnny Russell so that'll be a huge hurdle to overcome this team's got a lot of really good players and a lot of depth and they've got very good chemistry is another thing that's very difficult to overcome but you know if there's any team that can do it it's Real Salt Lake you talked why about, not us yeah man you talked about Jonathan Menendez um I want to just talk about just touch on that real quick why not Michael Ching and I understand Michael Ching has not been amazing but he does fill a slight void he does do I think a little bit more defensive work than Jonathan Menendez does and just I, I think you might give I don't know you might give him the chance well at this point it's, it's the, I dislike Chang but I think he's going to start on the opposite side I don't think just like we saw in Seattle I think he'll start on the left and Menendez will start on the right so I don't think I think I do like Chang in that spot I think I've grown to appreciate more of what he does in possession and defensively, but I think okay, I think if we're if we're looking at, I think we're going to assume we're going to have almost the exact same starting eleven as we did against Seattle. The one change Fair. I think you could possibly make would be to put Bobby Wood up top and put Rubin on the wing instead of Menendez. Oh. But then you're kind of playing with fire a little bit because that's not a lineup we've seen almost yeah, at might... all. I don't think that might have happened that's for like serious. thirty minutes in the first half of a summer game that I can't recall, but. Yeah, so it's not that I dislike Chang at all. I think he's going to start, and I am not upset about that. I just don't think he, he can replace Menendez because I think he'll already be on the field. I agree. I remember there was a point in the season where we were talking about how much depth we had on, like, the left mid-left wing and right mid-right wing positions, and now we're just like, 
dude, we need a solid starter over there. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it, and we do have the depth. Scenes. It's just when you lose we your do. best player and Albert Rusnak to COVID, like you kind of lose yeah. some of that flexibility out there on the wings. But I still, yeah. uh, the reason I want Menendez switch is because through a lot of that game, he was playing on Aaron Herrera's side, and yeah. Aaron just couldn't get forward. I mean, yeah. Aaron is probably our best. I mean, I think I've said our best player for like four different players in this single episode. But Aaron's probably our best player on the roster. And right. if he can't get forward and do his thing and cross balls in, we just We're lose so luck. much of our attack, especially without yep. Albert in the middle. We lose so much of what we do well when we can't get that type of service from out wide. So that's why I think if you maybe put in an Anderson on that wing instead of Menendez, you can perhaps stretch the field a little bit. But I really do like Anderson as a sub now. Same with Merrim. Mm-hmm. So I don't really want yep. to start either of them. Rubin could be an option out there. I think he genuinely could, but you're asking a lot of Bobby Wood to then, again, potentially go 120 minutes, and I don't know if that is an actual possibility. But then you could sub in, I guess, Anderson. Anderson Julio. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So there's definitely options. I wouldn't be surprised to see – you know what? No, I lied. I would be surprised if we saw Menendez not start this game, but I wouldn't be unhappy about it. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, there's some changes I think that Pablo can make, but – I mean, to be honest, man, I think I think you with the momentum. I I kind of I like, agree. I like I, I think, the I think the, the yeah, same. The intangible the momentum and just kind of the belief. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. But what were you saying? I I think Merrim and Anderson Julio, as we've said before, best served off the bench, and so I just I would hate to risk ruining what we've got going, ruining a good thing that we've got going right now, and you know, starting someone like Merrim or Julio those positions. Um, those guys, I think, are are best gonna be are gonna be best brought in as subs in this game, and yeah, I think that I they've got a great chance to make a massive difference as subs in this game, especially especially if we are down, which is always a possibility. And I'm not saying that you know what I'm I'm leveling the pe- playing field after what I've seen out of Real Salt Lake in the last two games because there's no measure for heart and grit and the mentality yeah, that this team has, absolutely. and so it's obviously a level playing field. Anything can happen. But I think they've got to be – they're going to be some good impact players off the bench in this game. Um, you know, I, I the, it, it's a it's a wait and see. You know, next week, hopefully again, hopefully we're talking about a win. And hopefully we're talking about an amazing upset game where I also like comes out and beats SKC. I mean, preferably in regular time so I don't have a heart attack or <laughs> penalties. But, I mean, you know, anything can happen in this game. And so um, that's kind of – all of my notes, my thoughts on this game. I think we just need to keep the same thing going with what we've been doing. What do you think? Any any wrap up notes in this one? Yeah, I think we do, I, we just need to get Aaron Herrera more involved. That's that I would agree. be my. That's good. That would I think that's what I would circle first. And you know, if I was doing video for the team, is how do we get Aaron more involved? And I think that comes from just being more dangerous in general. Obviously, zero yeah. shots last game. It's just going to have to be better. Yeah, especially and, you know, especially that, with no that, that seems like yeah with no reason it seems like lazy yeah. you know commentating on my part but it we just need to be sharper in the final third because we did have yep. counter opportunities against seattle there was not yep it was not that we were held you know completely at bay there were yep. options we just missed that kind of final ball and if we could be better in that i think we can open them up a little bit more and keep them a little more honest kansas city that is and then that maybe helps aaron provide more an attack but also you know we didn't let up a goal in seattle for 120 minutes so maybe it's a good thing he's staying back and playing more defense <laughs> yeah. so i'm just excited for the game again 
I want every RSL fan to kind of remember that we shouldn't even be having this opportunity. Like the yep. fact that we are here is such a monumental win for the club and for this season that we should just enjoy every single moment of it. Cause it has been so much fun and we were written off by everybody, just like David Ochoa says. And so just enjoy it. And I'm so ready to root this team on. I'm so ready to go to the watch parties. It's just an exciting time. And yep. I'm, you know, with the new ownership rumors or whatever, it's just a good moment to be an RSL fan to just kind of sit back and enjoy what they're doing. If we go out and get walloped in Kansas city, I don't think we will, but if we do, you know, Whatever. We still got to appreciate the fact that we made it to a conference semis with yeah. an interim head coach after our head coach left us midway through the season, after our ownership, you know, was forced out for good reason, after mm-hmm. just so many things that this club has had to go through to be in this position. I'm just incredibly excited to watch this game. I agree with both those. And I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win. I thought the same <laughs> thing. So you know, I was a little There's more a good pessimistic chance. at the beginning of the Seattle preview. But when I was there, I could just kind of feel it. We just kind of all said, we're like, we're not worried. We got this. Yep. And if yeah. they can walk in with that same mentality in Kansas City, we did it two weeks ago. You know, obviously it's different circumstances, but I think we can do it again. Yeah. Pablo, um, you know, before the game, I said, you guys are kind of the underdogs in this game. So does it allow you to kind of play more free? He said, yeah, allows us to express ourselves. I think I, I said this on the, the last episode. And you know what? That's going to be the same thing for this game. Nothing, not, not much, I guess, necessarily to lose. And, it'll allow him to play a lot more free. So I'm excited. Yeah. About just, that. No. Justin Glad said the same thing in his ESPN yep. 700 interview that they're playing with house money. Those are yep. his words. And I think that's a great way to sum it up is anything at this point is a positive. So let's, let's go all in. Yep. I agree. We need Aaron Herrera more involved, especially with no roo snack. Um, and I think that Pablo Ruiz is going to get the start again. He was on the majority of set pieces for the team as well as um, corner kicks. And so I expect to see something similar from him. Um, hopefully he's, He's had some on games and some off games this year. Let's hope that he's on for this one. Um, and then, you know, just like you said in closing, man, grateful. Grateful to be here. Yep, absolutely. Um, happy to be here. It's a fantastic time to be a Real Salt Lake fan. So if you're not a Real fan, you're listening to this podcast, go ahead and jump onto the bandwagon. We're happy to, uh, <laughs> to have you on over here. So <laughs> any uh, any final, final words that you can think of? Any final things that we need to take I'm care of? glad Colorado lost. You know, obviously if we That's win true. this game, Portland's a tough opponent, but – Man, it feels good to see Colorado lose games. So, yeah, I'm happy about that. Yeah, exactly. So, like I said, hey, next week, hopefully we're talking about a win, a game, a date against Portland in Portland, which would obviously be a tough game. But, man, we want to see it. We want to see it, and we can do it. So, um, that is all for Alex and I. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Alex Mauer, and I am at Ethan Kershaw 9. Also, follow the Hive Sports at the Hive Sports on Twitter. And um, thank you all for tuning in today. We really appreciate your time. And um, as always, we will talk to you all later, hoping for a Real Salt Lake win. So talk to you later. Bye. TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school. So check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.